Have you ever felt frustrated because you just couldn't find a lovely book to read? I can start to crave not just a good book, but a book that draws me in and evokes such a deep emotion that I can say, wow, that was a lovely book. Welcome friends. This is Emmy B on Lovely Books Podcast, where it's my job to highlight the lovely books that keep you reading and connect you to the world. If you're new to Lovely Books, this podcast is more than just a best books podcast. It's about the reader's experience and takeaway. No book reviews, no analysis of literary content, just thoughts and personal anecdotes brought to our minds by the characters and subject matter that we love. That's what brings the book to life for you. I hope we give you something to think about, something to laugh about, and something lovely to read. I'm here with my niece, which is super cool. It, I think it's awesome that my family likes to read, so that makes me happy. Um, she's going to talk about The Gargoyle, which is a backlisted book. Backlisted is a term that I recently learned. Oh. Do you know what backlisted means? I do not. Backlisted means that even though it's a book that came out a long time ago, they still print new copies. Oh. So bookstores still carry it, and they still print new copies, um, even though it was written in 2008. So That's pretty cool. That is cool. But I'm talking with my niece, Marissa, today. This is, I'm guessing this is your favorite book. Is it, it is your one absolute? of my absolute top books of all time. Oh, gosh, so, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you recommended this to me a long, long time ago. I did, that's right. And I haven't, I haven't read the whole thing. What? Can you believe that? Emily. I know. I read the beginning of it, and it was so, it's kind of Atrocious. gory. <laughs> it starts yes. out kind of gory. It does. It does. Um... And I did CPR first aid last week and almost <laughs> passed out. So now that I've got my yearly pass out um, passed, I'm going to give this one another try because I'm excited about everything that it's I've heard good. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to introduce you. Well, hello. <laughs> I'm Marissa. I'm the worst at introducing myself ever. Okay, I'll ask you questions. Marissa, where did you grow up? I grew up in Spain, the Netherlands, and a year in England before I came to Utah. About eight years ago, I think. And where were you born? Spain. Madrid, Spain. Um, But you are American? Yes, by birth. My birth certificate says, born to nationally American parents or something along those lines. Okay. So when Marissa moved to the United States, she went to the University of Utah, and she lived with us. I did. Which was so fun. (laughs) And I... We would sit and watch makeup tutorials <laughs> and nail stuff. And so that's loads of fun, even though I'm almost old enough to be her mother. Not quite. Not quite. No, I, very much not quite. Do you have kids? I do. I have two little boys. I have a three-year-old and a 11-month-old tomorrow. Yay. And my three-year-old's nickname is the Prince of Turmoil because he's three but he's also my child, which means that I'm getting all of the same kind of attitude I gave my parents growing up. So, yay! And then my 11 month old is angelic and adorable. Oh, he's so cute. So um, he's so cute. Marissa <laughs> is a full time mom um, and a full time worker. She works from home and she's a single parent. So, me. she pretty much rocks. <laughs> she kills it. So, um, she doesn't have a lot of time to read right now, right? No. <laughs> but she's going to yeah. EMT school, and yes. I love talking about books with Marissa because, like I said, it's fun to have somebody in your family who likes to do the same things as you, and she loves to read. So how would you categorize it? What category would you put this book in? 
I would but it's say science fiction y kind yeah, of Yeah, I would say sort fantasy. of science fiction, fantasy, um, romance, psychological thriller kind of that seems odd to me because it, I don't see it as a thriller at all. Thrillers to me are more suspenseful than this was, so I wouldn't categorize it as that. But it definitely is a romance, a weird one at that. And I think it definitely has elements of science fiction in it, but not your typical sort of space-time continuum yeah. type science fiction. Reincarnation? Yeah, kind of. More Reincarnation. So. Um, a lot of religion mm-hmm. is talked about in there. A lot of different religions as well. A lot of different cultures, which I thought was really cool. There's a lot, if you're into sort of the afterlife type stuff, like Dante's Inferno is... Ref- referenced about a million gajillion times in this book then um that's also a topic that comes up quite a bit is the afterlife and what comes after death and death and death 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 death. he starts the book out basically with death Death. and then he ends it also with death and it's death and pain yes death and (laughs) sorrow and sadness and physical pain yes gruesome physical pain a lot um so andrew davidson the author of the gargoyle this was his debut novel. Yes. He took seven years to write it. Really? Yes. That's one of the, like, my favorite facts about it is that it took seven years. And once you know that, you're like, oh, okay, I can see how that would take seven years. Because all of the research that he has to have put into each individual thing that he talks about, Dante's yeah. Inferno for one, just to read that yeah. is, which I'm assuming he has to have read that. Yeah. That is a hefty book. That's, right. you know, that's a poem. It's pro, you know, it's yeah. insane. And then all of the different cultures that he references and all of their religions and everything is so detailed and he has to, he has to research all that to yeah. write about it. Yeah. So that to me was like, man, this is some flipping dedication here. Right. Which I'm also sitting here looking at my watch, like, when when's your next one? Like, are you gonna write another book? I know. Like, Come on, please. It's I been, know, it's which been is over wild. seven years. Let's go. But actually, that's more interesting. Actually, after I looked him up on Goodreads, I looked him up on Wikipedia just to make sure, like because mm-hmm. on his Goodreads author profile it says and he's you know currently working on his next book mm-hmm. but any any comments that he's or any responses that he's made to people who have written to him to express their love of this book he says you know my writing takes time so I'm always working but the way that I write takes time um another thing that I know about this book is that there are stories within stories within stories within stories endlessly yeah yep. so how many times have you read it I think I have read it four times, three or four times, I think. Which is wild for me because I don't reread anything. (laughs) I never reread books because it's just like, well, my husband says it's like visiting countries. You know, you don't visit the same country on vacation because. um, Yes, you do. Well, see, so I, (laughs) I am a creature of habit. So I want to go to the same beach Mm -hmm. to stay in the same room so that I can get, you know, I can go to the same coffee shop for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I'm such a creature of habit. My family went to the same hotel in Greece every single year in October, did the same things every single day. And it was fabulous. It was wonderful. So Paul's, Paul's of the opinion that you, that you don't visit the same place, but I don't read the same book twice. I will actually go and scan back through. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a chapter that I really loved, um, then I'll go and scan back through. But I love that you've read this book four times. And one of the reviews that I listened to or that I read actually said, um, go back and read it 
After you yeah. finish it, go back and read it again because you'll just glean so it's much. Hard. It's hard. It is hard to get through. And I also looked at some of the reviews as well because mm. you said you were going to, so I had mm-hmm. to come prepared. But <laughs> they, one of the people had said that they couldn't make it through mm-hmm. in one go. They had to sort of stop and take a break and then yeah. go back to it. And I, I can definitely see that because it is hefty and it's a lot. Yeah. And it's a lot of different things. And so because it's stories within stories, some of those stories take you so out of the main Mm-hmm. storyline that to go back to it you're like oh, okay okay All hold right. on I gotta I gotta stop I gotta reset and then figure out where we're at again and so I can definitely understand that it is a little bit tricky to get through the first mm-hmm. time because one of the second or third times reading it, it was like oh my gosh we're not we're not even at this part of the book yet and I still oh my gosh and so yeah there's mm-hmm. <laughs> without giving any spoilers or um you know, giving away too much. Kind of, kind of tell us what the story is about. So, and maybe, and maybe too, what what part of it you really connected with, like with the stories within stories and everything that was going on. Like, what part of this book was really like? I'll, I'll tell you what the book's about. But okay. first, I'm going to say what's funny about this is that I barely connected with it at all. Really? Yes. And that's the, yeah, I find that really interesting. But we'll get back to that in a second. Because okay. book is about. A main character who I've seen some people call the protagonist, and I've always called the narrator. Okay. Um, but he's never named in the yeah. entire book. You never find out what his name is, which is number one thing that I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean I don't find out his name at the end of the book? Are you kidding me? Who's this dude? I, want, I would like a name. Yeah. You never get a name. You okay. never get a name. You sort of get a physical description of him. But essentially, you right off the bat, you learn that he's an ex-porn star, and he's wonderful at what he does okay. <laughs> he directs pornography and he's fabulous and well-known and he has a party lifestyle and all this okay. kind of stuff and he gets in a car crash and is burnt okay. and that's where it all begins and then he meets a woman during his time at the hospital who's kind of mentally unstable and she basically tells him that she has I think it's like 24 or 27 or something hearts left that she needs to put into her gargoyles and once she does that her time on earth is done and he's like okay, crazy lady, like, whatever. And that's kind of it. Oh, and then I guess the most important part is that she tells him along the way, like, oh, you and I were lovers. And many, many years ago, we were lovers. And he's like, what the crap are you talking about? And she starts to tell him all these stories about their past lives because they've had multiple lives Mm -hmm. together, not just one, Mm -hmm. many lives. And she tells him all about these past lives and all these lovers and all these sort of things. And it's kind of, he throughout the whole thing he's like yeah okay whatever you're crazy but you know I kind of like you I guess you're decent and all this kind of stuff so it's very weird it's very weird and that's sort of the main premise of the book (laughs) so he ends up falling in love with her he does and it's weird because I think someone who wrote a review on it really hated this book really passionately hated it absolutely despised it and his name is Jason Jason. I gleaned that from the, the Jason, so if Jason, you're listening, <laughs> here's to you. This is for you. But he said that he <laughs> found it hard to believe that the narrator would have fallen in love with this woman. And for me, it fit perfectly how they fell in love because he kind of was, she kind of just showed up one day and was in by his hospital bed. And he multiple times was like, go away, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Throughout their relationship before he leaves the hospital, he's like, why are you even bothering this? You know, go away. I don't like you. I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die. Like, mm-hmm. This is fun. whatever. And eventually he learns to sort of accept that she loves him. 
Because I think for him, part of it is, and part of the the big things in the book is that he was a beautiful human being. He was a beautiful man. Everyone loved him. He loved his women, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. And then all of that is taken away from him and he's completely burned and he loses many parts of his body, specific ones that are necessary for pornography. (laughs) Um, And so he's like, I'm nothing without my appearance. Mm -hmm. How is it that you love me when I look like this? And so it's all about how she still loves him. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to show you how you are still lovable, even though you look like this. She's like, I don't care what you look like. Yeah. And so, and then there's obviously some elements in it that are the sort of supernaturally kind of um, sci-fi stuff where there's little bits and pieces here and there that he starts to realize, oh, maybe this is true and that couldn't possibly be true. And then, yeah. So that's, I think that's really cool. Awesome. So how, so why is it your favorite book then? Because I think number one is, like I said, I didn't relate to it at all. It was one Mm -hmm. of the very first books that I read. I think I was, it was 2008. So I believe I was 16. And up until that point, I had read so, so many books. I Mm -hmm. read ridiculous amounts of books as a, as a kid and as a teenager And my main genres were obviously young adult and my main genres were young adult and uh, science fiction and fantasy. Um, I was never really into scary books, never really did Mm -hmm. it. But there was always a character there that I could relate to. And I, the most grown up books at that point that I think I had read were um, things like the Hobbit. Mm -hmm. And um, so there was stuff that, I kind of struggled to relate to, but I was still able to because it was all fantastical and you mm-hmm. can sort of insert yourself in that world yeah. and it works. But this was, I picked this book up. We actually were going to Greece, funnily okay. enough that I mentioned that, yeah. but we were mm-hmm. going to Greece and it was in the airport in Holland and I picked it up because I thought the cover looked intriguing mm-hmm. and I read the back and was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I thought it would be more YA based. Mm-hmm. And then when I started realizing as I read that, you know, it instantly started talking about pornography. I'm like, oh, this is not a way. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's yeah. never graphic in, in that sense, but it's, yeah. it was very clearly a genre that I had not explored before. And it was written in the perspective of a, an adult male. Right. And I couldn't, I was 16. How am I going to relate to a grown man, male who was ugly and this and had nothing in common with anything that I was experiencing in my life and a lot about mental health and things like that. And so it was so, it was so interesting to me to read it as a 16 year old girl that I think that's what caught my interest initially was that it was like, okay, this is different. Mm -hmm. And this is the book that got me into reading things that weren't young adult novels. And this is where I expanded my my stuff. And I think I started reading things like Pillars of the Earth and, yeah. you know, hefty books like that. And it yeah. sort of just changed my complete experience with reading books and like the Joy Luck Club and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And because, like kind of a turning point. Yeah. It just, it, I became a, a grown woman. <laughs> I went from reading little children books to right. grown adult topics yeah. and things that, like I said, I just could not find a way to relate to him at all yeah. huh. and still managed to think that it was such a beautifully written book and so interesting. So yeah. So what about the female character? Is her name Marianne? Am I, making I, that up? I don't know if it's Marianne or Marion. Okay. I don't know, but they always referred to, he always refers to her as Marianne Engel because okay. that's her, that's her last name, but it's, he rarely calls her just Marianne, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting as well. 
Um, it's always Marianne Engel. But she is this crazy, eccentric, like psycho, totally off her rockers person who just inserts herself into his life. And he's like, excuse me, can I help you? And she's just kind of like, hello, yes, I'm here. We're lovers in past lives. Let me take you to my home and I will heal you. And he's like, uh, all right, okay. So she's just, she is another person that I just, I wasn't, yeah. I couldn't really relate to her because it was like, she's a total psychopath. Like, how am I going to relate to her? And she was super, super religious, which yeah. I am not. Um, yeah. uh, more spiritual, I guess, than religious, but she was very religious and very, mm-hmm. you know, she has her three, I forget what they're called, but she has these three um, beings that she talks to that are, uh-huh. you know, she has to ask their permission to do things and all this this really interesting stuff about religion, which I think is interesting as well, because he then, the character in the book, everything that she tells him, he goes behind later and looks it all up and studies it to see, huh. to be like, let me fact check you. So, yeah. or fact, fact check. I can speak. Anyway, yeah. he, he does that because even he is like, this is, this is crap. Yeah. This is BS, which is why I thought that review was so funny that uh-huh. he was like, oh, he just falls in love with her. It's like, dude, he's sitting there going, woman, you crazy. Yeah. So he's sitting there looking up all that stuff and she just, with her, she has weird habits because Mm -hmm. she's kind of crazy and they think she might be bipolar. Nobody ever really knows. There's never really Mm -hmm. a definitive, she is this. Um, But, you know, she resists her medications. She's been admitted multiple times, this kind of stuff. And again, as a 16 year old, I'm like, (laughs) right. What is this insanity? Right. This book is just full of so many things. And it, oh, one of my favorite things about it mm-hmm. is he likes his lists. Mm-hmm. He really likes to list things. And one of the best things that he does is he lists these meals that she prepares for him to tell her stories in. And it's always a themed meal. And he will go on for like a page and a half just listing off the food that she has brought for him to eat. And you just sit there drooling like, <laughs> and that's brings me back to sort of the fact that he researched this for seven years or it took him yeah. seven years to write. Cause every single piece of those lists, he has to have either known somebody who could say, this is a traditional yeah. you know, Greek dish or Mediterranean dish, or yeah. he has to have gone online or done some sort of research to get that whole list together. Right. And that's just two pages of the book. Yeah. So it's just insane the amount of time that he's put into this. And then the way he wraps it all up at the very, very end, there's this thing at the very beginning about burning a burning arrow or burning arrows, and then it wraps together later. And you're at like, the end. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Cool. So, and then, of course, the, the goriness of all the, the the research on the burns as well. And oh, yeah. The yes. of the burns. I mean, I got a couple chapters in oh, and. Man. I mean, this is an intense third, this is a third degree burn over the majority of his body. Mm-hmm. And he talks about just like the pain, like wanting to die. Like, why am I even alive? And, and if I remembered, he thinks about how he's going to kill himself yes. when he gets out of the hospital. It's one of my favorite parts of the book. He yeah. lays out, he's like, I am not joking about this. Like, this is, I'm serious. There's no point in me living. I have no interest in it. I'm going to kill myself. And here's how I'm going to do it to ensure yeah. that it doesn't mess up. Yeah. And he goes through this entire chapter of, I'm going to do this, 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 this is to treat that. This is to do this. This is in case that happens. Here's the backup to this one. And this is the back. And you're just sitting there going, well, okay. Wow. All right. (laughs) Well thought out. No. Well thought out. Very. (laughs) And then just, yeah, the the whole, his description of the burns and the way that he describes um, 
how the burns actually feel and how to sort of imagine what it feels like, you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Yeah. And, but it's, it's graphic and it's very visual and he does a really, really great job at it. And it sort of shocks you because it's Mm -hmm. right in the very first chapter that he Mm -hmm. does it. And you, so you're like, okay, what kind of book did I just pick up? So it really gets, at least with me, it was like, okay, I really need to figure out what this book is about. I really need to get past this point and see what the point of the book is because all of a sudden we're sitting here talking medical terms and all the, he goes through every single thing about how burns are treated and how the the ratio of the body, what is salvageable, what isn't, Mm -hmm. what kind of burns they treat, what kind of burns they go, we're amputating that, that's worthless. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really interesting. Awesome. So if he wrote another book, would you just like jump right on it? I'm, I'm like sitting here with ants in my pants waiting for (laughs) since 2008. Okay, Andrew Davidson, you will get tagged on this on Instagram. <laughs> Write your book, give me a copy, sign it for me, mail it to me. She's requesting um, an advanced reader copy, <laughs> yes, please. please. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Well, I'm excited to dive back into this. I'm, I was trying to think, like, in 2008, what was I doing? And I had two babies. Right. So I had like a one-year-old and a newborn, yeah, well, like a 20-month-old and a newborn. So yeah. I'm thinking that probably has a lot to do with why. Probably. But yeah, I do, I, I do have this book in my home library, so yeah, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna read it. I even got my ex-husband hooked on this. I read it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's like the, the, that's la- cool. the very rec- most recent time I read it. We were reading it together yeah. at night. I would read it to him, and he was just like, "Oh my gosh, okay, can we read it again? Can we read more? Let's do one more time." Oh, that's so, so cute. Which, and he does not read. He no. reads not at all. He has zero interest. So it was really fun that he also thought the book that I thought was so amazing. He yeah. also was like, man, this is a really good book. Cool. So That's way fun. That's way fun. Read it. So if you want to leave us with some book recommendations, Ooh. a book recommendation or two, what yes. have you read recently or what are some other books that you've loved? So another one of my all-time favorite books is Ready Player One. And I think it's by Ernest Klein, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, if you like any type of video game references, 80s music, 80s movies, anything like that is that is a fantastic book. Also, if you have if you've watched the movie Ready Player One, no, that's a different movie. It is not the same thing. You can read the book and it is a completely different storyline than, than Ready Player One. My 10-year-old son was debating this oh. with her yesterday when we were having a little get-together in um, so Marissa's parents' backyard. Very rude. He was like, what do you mean? That's the best movie ever. <laughs> it's so bad. And if you've, if you've read the book and then watched the movie, you're like, oh, okay. Oh. This, is, this is not the same thing. Yeah. So... That's a really good one. And then also I mentioned it while we were talking, but Pillars of the Earth is a really good book. I too. loved Pillars that of the Earth. So, it's it's a lot. And I read it's it. It's a lot. It's a slow burn. Yeah. But it's good. It's a good one. It's a it, lot. And that's another one where it's like the amount of research, man. Right. And the, he did he also put a lot of time into that book. Yeah. Because apparently when he was I well, stop talking about this in a second, but he was he was talking about it with his publishers and stuff because he's a a known writer for a certain genre. And when he tried mm-hmm. to do that one, they were like, no one's going to read this. And yeah. it blew up oh, in, yeah. in Europe. It absolutely blew up. Yeah. I think it was Germany that started it, if I remember really? correctly. Yeah. I think Germany was the, the country that was like, oh, man. Well, I feel like anytime, I mean, people are so picky about period novels mm-hmm. and about historical fiction. At even anything that even touches on historical fiction, right. I feel like people are really exactly. picky. Mm-hmm. 
about books and whether or not that was a phrase that is mm-hmm. actually used right. in mid century. Well, it's, it's very <laughs> ugly. In yeah, a way. his yeah. writing is beautiful, but the world, the, what he's writing about, is it's, ugly. It's, yeah, you don't want to live there. No. It's yucky. It's no, thank you. Yeah, Philippa Gregory, the Constant Princess. That's another top favorite. That's a good yeah. historical fiction, fiction. One that is pretty. Yeah, she makes that's it a sound nice pretty. one. That's, yeah, I like <laughs> miserable but pretty. Yeah, <laughs> fancy. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could go on. So okay, so there's three recommendations, but Ready Player One. That one's been on my to be read list. Forever. I've recently been um, accused of being a like depressed (laughs) reader. (laughs) Like, why do you only read depressing things, Emily? Because they're fascinating. You know, they're very interesting. They are. I do like a good, but Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to like this. I think I'm going to like the history in this. Mm -hmm. So if you, um, you know, follow me on Instagram. Follow up and make sure that this <laughs> that this book is on my TBR stack. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, Marissa, thank you. Thank you. This is so fun. Um, if you yeah, like what you heard today, please remember to comment, like, subscribe, um, follow, and go ahead and visit us on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be back again next Friday when we have another lovely book. Bye.